the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. Appreciate you joining us here. 1-888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Anything automotive related. What are we talking about today? My host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock, is with me this morning also. so Give me a second, I'll tell you. You don't know. All right. <laughs> Recommended services and needed services. Is that what we're talking about today? See, folks, I print out the show that I write each week. I email it to Kevin, and I don't know. He tries to keep it on his phone. I don't know how you read that off your phone. Getting a little older now. Those I don't like reading it off the phone, but I do. Because <laughs> I got to, well. Because you never remember to print see, it out? I could have sat here and looked up what we were going to do for the show, but instead we had a nice conversation, right? We did. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So, uh, garden guys weren't in this morning. They must have been pre-recorded for some reason. But uh, so we got the we didn't have to do the quick exchange out of the studio. We got to sit down and relax and chat for a few minutes before we started up the uh, um, the show here. But uh, we appreciate you joining us this morning as we are live, and we're happy to take all your automotive related questions. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, uh, but we are talking about uh, services and that, and uh, some good stuff for sure. Um, some other things. There's a lot in the automotive news going on. I, I picked up a lot of uh, uh, different articles um, this week that uh, was really. Good stuff that there was something we were talking about last week, I believe, or which has been an ongoing. I, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about, uh, um, um, hybrids and electric cars, right? Cause we're doing a lot of that, but something that came out, remember we were, we were talking about the keyless entry thing. Um, I saw another bulletin come up for that also about putting things that are not you know, like like cheap chargers, like into cars. Oh, um, okay. Cre- yeah. So another bulletin showed up about that. Um, we talked about piston meltdown and that, um, which were some good things going on. Uh, express vans not holding in park. There was a uh, bulletin released about those. So all good stuff. You know, as far as that goes. Um, backfiring Mercedes 2016 Mercedes CLS 400 vehicles. 3.0 engine, popping noise from the engine on a cold start. 
the lean misfire on those bad boys. So, yeah, I see more problems with the lean misfire, especially the more they try to control this fuel stuff. I mean, they got to well, run the because cars they leaner. try to run it leaner, exactly. So, and you know what, startup is a is is a, is a honestly that can affect your fuel mileage. I know it sounds weird, but starting the car up and I mean that's gonna that's gonna I mean as you're you're watching your mileage and your how much gas you put in your tank, that does you know startups and stuff like that affect how much fuel your car is using. Correct, absolutely, um, for sure. Um, so. And here's a, a, this caught my eye. It's an article that I picked up on that uh, um, EVs outnumber public charging stations. Uh, the number of electric uh, vehicles on the road quickly outpacing them out of public charging station points available to drivers, according to an article by Bloomberg. The number of EVs on the road per public charging station rose from 7.4 at the end of 2020 to 9.2 globally. So for every charging station out there that they have... There's 9.2 vehicles <laughs> that need to use it, in hmm. other words. You know, the La- thing- Last year, 6.6 million electric vehicles were sold across the globe. That's a, that's a, that, that was actually a record number for EVs. Okay, this is, uh, when you go to the grocery store and you see those charging machines, though, you have to pay to use those, all right? Yes. Okay, let me ask you this. We, it's like we, going to the gas station, only it's for electric. Well, okay. That's my question is how, because we were talking about, didn't we figure it out that, I don't know if it, I think we did it on the show. We figured it out. It wasn't that bad of charging your car at home. But my question is, what do you get charged when you go to one of those, those stations like that? I mean, how do, how do they even, oh, how, I don't do know. they do it by minute, it's kilowatt? By kilowatt hour, I think. Okay. So it's so many cents per kilowatt hour, I believe. So I'm, I'm sure they're like, making a decent profit. Well, on, yeah, right? it's, there has to be some sort of measurement, just like you buy gasoline by the gallon. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's by kilowatt hour. So, um, but yes, the, no, they're not free. Well, see, and you know, the, the t- free would be good. I'd go buy an electric car if I could just stop every get every parking the, lot and the, charge it the up. The tightness in me would be like, okay, look, I'd have to figure out my day so I can just charge it at home because I don't want to use my credit. Well, card to be honest with you, if you got if you got a rapid charger at home for one, although it's expensive. Um, um, like I said, my good friend uh, just bought a, one of the eighty-five Mercedes uh, uh, AMG electric, um, and he to put in his charging station for that thing, uh-huh. four thousand bucks. But but in how a, much they, am in, I going to use that, if I went to these other machines? It would it be see to me? I look at things like that and go, I'll spend the four grand at home. Well, he's not, got solar. I know. So, so the I. electricity, he, he'd probably be saving the money afterwards. Well, that's what I'm thinking. After a year, I'd get my money back anyway, so I'm good. I'll put it in at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so the point to that is if he just drives around town, that car gets like 400 miles So on a full charge. So, so he if he to... charges it every night, then he would never need to really charge it anyplace else. See, that's me. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'd be thinking. <laughs> but those charging stations are for people like, like Apple phone people that like, I don't know, I mean... You date somebody, they have an Apple phone. For some reason, it's always running out of charge, like at the most inopportune time. Like, mm-hmm. And they don't have a charger with them. So that's why those charging stations are all over the place. It, it sprouts well, and Jimbo's uh, no, and, I don't, and, you know. Yeah, but cars are getting better mileage on them things. Because remember the of old course. cars, they didn't get that. They didn't get nearly the 400-mile range, no. you know what I mean? So when you bought the first electric ones. Uh, yeah, you got a lot more range. but And this is another thing. Well, here here you go. Therefore, more public charges are required. In the U.S., owners of EVs in areas like the suburbs, uh, 80 to 90% of their charging is done at home on their vehicles. So 
It would just be if, like, let's say you had a very busy day and you're running all over the place. You drove 300 miles around town, which would be a lot. I mean, that's a lot of driving, right? Uh-huh. But or something like that, and it started to run low, and you had to stop at Sprouts to pick up dinner on the way home. And you looked at your thing, and you're like, "Ah, oh, charge is really low. It may be a good idea just plug it in and and ch- get a you know a 20 yeah, yeah. minute charge just, on her while you're inside grocery shopping." So yeah, yeah, you know where I see those machines being used the most like that because I I mean obviously I've up and live in North County and Fallbrook, so as I'm I get off when I get off, I there, there's like a mobile gas station there, and behind the mobile gas station, there's a, like a park and ride. Well, they have them electric charges. I always see people there charging their cars, and they must be like in between Temecula and stuff like that, and they're running out of charge. They got to pull over, and them them electric things right there in that park and ride are always full. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a lot of I, and that's another thing. Are you sure they're all using the charging station? Or just parking? No, there? I can see the cables because they okay. they got them right up against. So like. I don't normally go the 395 that way since they opened up Mission or the 76. I mean, to four lanes. But if I go that way, they got them lined up like right by the street. And you can see the cords all plugged into the cars and stuff. (laughs) Gotcha. So Maryland County uh, wants charging stations added to all new homes that are built. Interesting. Uh, Which will be like an appliance. You get a convection microwave and an EV charging station in your house. Um GM's, GM's partner with Evigo, Evigo. You're saying Purdue I can station. heat up a sandwich while I'm going on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more businesses continue to add EV charging stations. And I actually was contacted by a company. We will probably put one at the Escondido location in the parking lot there uh-huh. because the the company reached out and they put them in at no charge. They make the money then off of uh, off of the well, charging. It's, thing. it's for your customers. That's convenience for your customer then. Correct. So that's why you stick it in there. Correct. Correct. So, all good. All right. Uh, yeah. So and I guess it helps, too, if you're working on the electric car and it runs out of charge, you got a charging station right there, too, right? <laughs> exactly. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right. Let's go to let's, oh, this thing, let's go to Ken real quick, if we can. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. No problem. What you got going on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm a client of yours. I go to one in Kearney Mesa, okay? And okay. I have three vehicles, and... Uh, I I have all my you know maintenance done there and I'm very satisfied. Okay, I have a silly question: or the, how long does I mean how long is the shelf life of oil, a motor oil, an open one? You know, uh, I have a uh, let me see, uh, nine, uh, ninety-nine. Uh, Ford band and Ford Econoline, line, uh-huh. and they use a five thirty. And if I want to add, you know, if the oil gets low, I want to add, uh, you know, or uh, maybe uh, one bottle or something like that. Then, but I had the old oil sitting on the shelf for maybe a couple years on the shelf. Can I use that to, uh, you know? Add to my, uh, you know, vehicle. Absolutely, absolutely. Oil, like in court settings, doesn't really have a. As long as it's shelf. got a sealed cap on it, so yeah. it doesn't collect moisture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't collect moisture, that's correct. So if it's sealed in the court bottles, as far as that goes, uh, no, no, no worries. Oh, okay. I just was wondering. Some, you know, a lot of stuff have a, you know expiration date. So I was wondering has. A, any expiration date or not. That's why I called you. Ken, okay. that's actually that's actually a great question, and you want to know something? All these years doing this, mm-hmm. 
I've never had anybody ask me that uh-uh. question. That is that is and and that's highly unusual to get a, a first when it comes to automotive stuff. So great question. Thanks for listening and great great call because I, as you're telling me, I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, nobody's ever asked me that. I, that's yeah, that's a great question. There you go. That's all I wanted to know. I called several times before, so I, I listen to you all the time, okay? Well, thanks for thank doing you. so. We appreciate it. You have a wonderful, safe weekend. Okay, thank you very much. Same to you. You got bye it. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. That was a great question. Well, yeah, I've never had anybody ask that question. Well, because <laughs> well, when you think about it, the whole reason they tell you to – well, I, I don't know exactly how they – because back in the day, they say 3,000 miles or three months because the reason is even like people that store their motorcycles for the winter – Sitting in the crankcase, it'll absorb moisture. Correct. But That's, in a sealed uh, oh, bottle, yeah. it won't. Yeah, correct. Any sealed container. I mean, even it didn't even in the old Quaker State style cans that were, remember, yeah. uh, made out of uh, 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 metal and, and fiber. And, you no, know, they, it was cardboard. they were cardboard, but they were <laughs> but they were lined with uh, like a uh, aluminum uh, or whatever. No, the inside was a. Uh, um, was it like a, a paraffin. Okay. No, a paraffin. So oh, it didn't like leak out. Yeah. yeah, like a wax. And then the tops were metal, yeah. And the bottom was metal. So and then you chunk, yeah. put the little thing in with the spout, remember? I remember those. <laughs> that was the 70s, man. The, 50s, the, 60s, them, 70s. They're like the croissant or the, the biscuit rolls. You know, it had that same yeah. paper and the pop. metal. <laughs> yeah. Only you don't pop them. That'd no. be terrible. You get oil all over the place. It's a terrible Except idea. in the movies when they popped them, that, you know, like a tractor truck rolled over and there was oil everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So one of those things, you know, but uh, great question for sure. Without question. So, all right, folks, one 888 Just like Ken, if you have a question, boy, I love the ones that I've never heard before. And truly, I've never had anybody ask me about the shelf life oil, but Kevin makes a great statement to that. Um, as long as it's not open and sealed, it's not absorbing moisture and it's, you know, then it's good to go. So good stuff. All right, folks, give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. You listen to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer, San Diego 1170 and 96.1. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Uh uh, all right, oh, all right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us here. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. It's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Do want to remind folks, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission, uh, taking care of folks up in North County for almost thirty years. Coming up here in August, twenty two hundred Auto Parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and Star certified for smog. Once again, almost 30 years up there. Wow. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson and El Cajon, taking care of folks out there in East County, AAA approved for uh, nine years. 
and West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego, AAA approved and smog certified. Taking care of folks over there for, uh, well, let's see, we're finishing up, we just finished up five years, so doing, doing good there. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road, Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks right here in the Golden Triangle for three years now. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Well, <laughs> I would agree with you on that, but I'm starting to agree with you even when I'm not having fun times taking off. So oh, it, it flies all the time. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced or repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. We're here to help you at all four locations. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. On uh, approved credit with us, we have a couple different arms, helps you out, uh, six months, no interest. Uh, and and we're running a promotion right now that if you get a uh, one of our cards through Synchrony, that uh, uh, there's a little mail-in thing, and I believe they send you a $100 gift card. So really, I just saw it come through. Brenda, my admin assistant, was pushing it out to the managers yesterday. So um, I do believe that uh, if you sign up for that and you use it, then they, they'll give you the, give you the gift card. Mason, well, hey man, hundred hey. bucks is a hundred bucks. Dude, to me, a dollar is a dollar. <laughs> That's true. Um, so stop in and take advantage of that, or our Certicare transmission diagnosis. You think you're having a transmission problem? Get in, let us um, just let us diagnose it. Uh, we see too, all too many vehicles that are uh, sold repairs or repairs are done that do not fix the vehicle. Let's get it diagnosed properly by the West Automotive Group professionals, and uh, we'll get it fixed properly. Um, we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home, along with low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. Uh, you can go to West Automotive Group and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where we push out uh, uh, different little tweets and cool things about cars and stuff like that uh, every week. That's westautomotivegroup.com. And just click on the Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram link, and it'll take you right there, and you can sign up and, and follow us. Um, you can also see what we're all about, make appointments from there, etc., a uh, very interactive website, so check it out, westautomotivegroup.com. Give one of our locations a call or make an appointment and get in, and we're here to help you. Um, you can also click on the Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man for the CW uh, uh, every uh, Friday morning and Friday evening, and also uh, for uh, um, Fox 5 News and Wednesday mid-morning news. Um, so check it out. Go to westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, you can also email me anything, anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But this morning, give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, uh, uh, we can uh, um, talk to you about here. That's what we're here for. Anyway, let's grab Paul real quick. Um, good morning, Paul. Morning. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I um, I've called before a couple of years ago about my Honda. Mm-hmm. What you got going on? Ford wagon. Mm-hmm. But I've used Costco fuel for several years. Okay. Now I'm uh, I I still have the Honda, but I'm driving a newer uh, Subaru. Mm-hmm. Two zero zero three on the Subaru and nineteen ninety three on the Honda. Cord wagon, which was just made for a couple different years. Correct. A couple, anyway. So, but uh, uh, using Costco fuel is that 
There's a lot of people that do. I got to be honest with you. Uh, All fuels refined from uh, a couple places. The only difference is the additives requested in the fuel by by the company that that pumps it. So, in other words, Chevron and Shell, they all have different additives that they require in their mixture. So, mm-hmm. and and that's what makes the quality of their fuel. To be honest with you, you know. Oh, yeah. so, so as far as and that goes, so um, I don't know what Costco has put in their fuel. They don't do commercials yeah. about it, so I don't. Uh-huh. You know, as far as that goes, uh, um. It it's if you're asking me, is it okay for your vehicle? Sure, it's okay for your vehicle. Uh, you know, yeah. you may want to consider, uh, uh, depending on what, uh, how much driving you do, an induction service once a year, which helps remove carbon because all fuels being burned create carbon. Uh, you know, as far as that goes, especially with your newer vehicle, and which can cause pre-detonation and other problems uh, over time, the buildup. So, but uh, but yeah, I, I I'm not gonna. Tell you that that Costco fuel is is terrible for your vehicle, um, Good. Yeah. but but I will tell you some of the other places like Chevron and and that and I'm not an advocate for any gas station, but th- some of the additives are are good for your vehicle. There's no question it do help reduce carbon buildup in items like that or pinging or pinging. Yeah, correct. So yeah, yeah. when I lived up north in Santa Cruz County. Uh, as a younger person with my family, I would listen to the San Francisco Giants mm-hmm. and have them, uh, they'd be advertising standard uh, Chevron dealers and standard stations. Yep, yep. <laughs> that was kind of fun listening to baseball up there. Yep, yep, yep. Good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, no, I don't think you're going to have a problem with the fuel for your uh, your cars. Lon, Lon Simmons and Russ Hodges. <laughs> it was. The, um, the old days up there, huh? Fun days. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. My grandfather would come from New York and stay a couple times. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, Paul, thanks he for the. Me a, he had a baseball, a couple baseballs signed by a bunch of old guys. Very cool. That's some cool Man. stuff. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you guys still got that stuff in the family because that's uh, some old nostalgic stuff there. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, Paul, thanks for the call. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful, safe weekend. Paul's gone. Uh, I guess Paul's gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that, well, that happens. I, 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 this is the thing. I don't think Costco is probably a bad fuel. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't worry so much about Costco because Costco, I think, keeps their stuff clean, their tanks clean and all that stuff. The ones I worry about are like if you go to a, like a, a gas station that, I, you know, like a no name, well, they don't take care of their tanks. There's probably water in the tank. There's probably oh, dirt that, in the tanks. There's That's know, you, correct. And, 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 and stations like, well, I'm sure Costco does, but sta- stations like Chevron and Shell, they have requirements for all of their their, their exactly. tanking and that when it has to be upgraded, maintenance, et cetera. So, yes, you get dirty tanks. That that's what scares issue. me. Yeah, that's me too. Or water and fuel. Yeah, yeah, because you know, they're, not, they're not doing the maintenance on the tanks. Correct. Or you end up someplace that is like out and, you know, doesn't move a lot of fuel. Then they get a higher moisture content in their tanks, which can end up with rust in the tank, things like that. So there's all kinds of things that are going to happen. And this is why I'd rather pay the extra money to go to Chevron or Shell. Because normally they maintenance their stuff. I don't have to worry about water getting in my fuel. You, you I get use better Costco additives. fuel, though. I do. Mm-hmm. Um. And if I'm in the area, that's the thing. I don't use Chevron normally because 
there's no Chevron near my house. Exactly. Um, I do have a Shell station there, so I tend to use that. And honestly, I live in Fallbrook, so there's not even a Costco there. But if I'm in Escondido, I'll hit Costco. Gotcha. Because I know Costco keeps up on their stuff. They well, maintenance, and you know what I mean. They they're, they're qual- they have standard quality on their stuff for sure. That's a good good point, without question. Good point. Uh, let's see. Let's grab Rick real quick. Good morning, Rick. Let's see. Yeah, my uh, my call screener thing's not working. I can't click on it. It's locked. So <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, it uh, it's it, it's not not allowing me to uh, to grab it. So um, technical difficulties. There you are. Are you there, Rick? Hello. Hey, Rick. There you are. Yes. How are you doing this morning? Uh, so far, so good. I had a call in a couple of times because I got I got cut off. I guess it must be uh, something in the lines there. I've got a question with Eric. With the uh, with the antifreeze, Absolutely. I got two different cars, and uh, they both need a different type of antifreeze. And I'd like to know if the uh, uh, antifreeze that says it was good for all makes and models is okay to uh, mix with these other antifreezes. Um, not a good idea. Not uh, what kind of first off, what what type of vehicles do you have? Let's let's start down that road first. I got a Ford Fusion, and a what Ford year? Focus. What year? Twenty. 2010. They're both 2010. No, the the Fusion is a 2010. The, the Focus is a uh, 2018. 2018. Okay. So actually, those two take different types of Ford coolant, most likely. Right. Yeah. So no, because some and unless they're both high oat, but you, you they're they're not. There's there's two different types of coolant for that vehicle because the spread of age. I know. So the best thing is we use OEM coolants in 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 those vehicles. Um, because mixing them is not good with other stuff, and there is no true coolant that is actually can be used across all these brands. So it's just okay. not a great idea. If I next time when I uh, flush out the the, uh, the coolant, is it okay to put in the one that fits all, or is it stick with the, the the OEM brand? I would stick with the OEM brand. That uh, the stuff that's in specific coolants uh, is made to run with those vehicles for reasons such as to prevent uh, uh, metal failures, eating into the aluminums, the head gaskets, the composite type they have in there, things like that. So that car was built to run with that and engineered to run with that. So you start putting a coolant with different additives in, over time you can have things happen such as, you know, erosion of the aluminum head or, or head gaskets, things like that. I would stay away from it. So kind of curious, why would they say that uh, one uh, replaces all and it just just is a, a sales gimmick? I think that, that coolant, they focus more on it, it it blending with the other antifreeze than it actually being an antifreeze, though. Correct. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. The way they have it made up is is that Kevin's right, that it can blend with other. Because when, when you flush a system out, you also are never going to get all the coolant out of it. So, oh no! Heck no! So that's why you're always, in, and that's why we always stay with the OEM. You're just better with the additives and the protection they have in in that coolant that they designed for that vehicle to protect your vehicle. So, okay. um, I mean, in a pinch, if you had to add to it, and all you had was that all because you were having a problem, sure, that's that's fine. But I would, after not too long, get that flushed out as soon as you could, and get that leak fixed, and get the right coolant put back in her. Yeah, it doesn't use much antifreeze at all. I'm I'm just wanting to know if, if if that was possible. Well, thanks for your information. No problem at all, and thanks for listening, Rick. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. 
You too. Thank Happy you. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. So that's another really good question as far as it goes. Yes, it is. And and, and, and I think they make that comment more for if you don't know what's in there, you put that in there. It, 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 it won't. Because if you mix regular antifreeze and like the next cool, mm-hmm. it'll turn into like this black slime crap. And then it just, you know what I mean? It destroys the whole cooling system. Of course. Well, yeah, it can. And it can get really nasty. So if I'm on the side of the, you know, and, and I have to stop by an auto parts store real quick and I don't know what's in my car, I, I grab that stuff. And then later on, have somebody flush it out, you know, because... I don't think it really works so much in like because coolant works for a couple of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, keeping the car cool, stable, you know, it keeps it from overheating, you know, the, then the stuff. Several it keeps things. It, yeah. Keeps it from freezing. It keeps it. I mean, there's lots of reasons to coolant. They just focus on other things when they put this kind of coolant together so that it'll blend with other antifreeze is what they do. It's adaptable. Yes. Correct. And it is good for its function in the moment. It is for sure. Um, yeah, so if a car was very low on coolant, that coolant's better than no coolant. There's no question yes. about it. And, and at least you didn't destroy the cooling system because you weren't really sure what was supposed to be in there. And you, then you get it to your tech and have him, you know, put the right coolant back in it. And, you know, a couple weeks later or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Totally. All right, folks. one 888 That's 888-344-1170. Get on the line here with us at Auto Talk Radio, and we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive related. We're going to take our last break here real quick. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM. Right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the auto man here on auto talk radio brian bowersock 888-344-1170 now here's more auto talk with brian bowersock all right folks welcome back to auto talk radio we appreciate y'all joining us this morning 1-888-344-1170 one 1170 Hope everybody had a good Friday. On this awesome week, Friday. On this week, it means two things. It was actually Good Friday, and I hope you had a good Friday. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I heard, I was listening to the news, and they were asking people if they actually knew what the Good Friday was about. They don't know. No, there's a bunch of people like, is it Good Friday? I don't know. Like, so. Yeah. But it's also funny, like. They, I don't know. I've seen them on college campuses where they're asking questions about things like history and stuff like that. They don't know. Oh, history. when was this country founded? They don't know. No, <laughs> I mean, and all of us going to like 1776. You know, that's when we. You know, look. I don't believe you should. You know, you don't have to dive into history so much that you're an expert, but you need to know a little history because otherwise, politicians will repeat history on you. Well, I'm a, lot, just saying. a lot of people repeat things on well, you. I know, but you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to know about where you live. I I would say that. I don't think it's a bad thing. Honestly, so. in this day and age, and you might not want to know a little bit about history and things like <laughs> what we have holidays for and stuff like that. You know, and I I'm I'm not a, a super religious person, but I I, I mean I know about these things. <laughs> why? Because it's just smart to know about mm-hmm. why we have holidays and things like that. Well, and different stuff. Honestly, I I don't care whether you believe or not believe. 
this that part of the world. It, it it does dominate a part of the world. So I mean, you should know it. It's a big part of history. It is a big part of history, and it's also like I said. And same thing goes for other things such as Memorial Day and Labor Day. And, yep. And and you know the Fourth of July. Okay, best. I Memorial Day weekend. Huh? Me and Rob were out on Camp Pendleton. I had an officer tell me this was his day. Both me and Rob about fell on the ground. Like, dude, this is you're alive. This is not your day. But, this is we're we were we're looking out for all the people that have been fallen. We're we're paying remembrance. <laughs> yes. Then I'm like, how are you gonna even? <laughs> so even them guys well, don't know. Some people. Well, I I don't know who them guys are, but I mean, I'm not gonna mention no names. That's why I'm saying them well, guys. Some <laughs> some person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's plenty of people that do know and, and understand. So I'm it, just telling you, there's people in places that should know that don't know. <laughs> Veterans Day is for all of us that served. That yes. Are still here. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, we're, we're all veterans and also ones that are gone, too. But, I mean, uh, anyway, that was just my point. You should know a little bit about history. So we're, we're going to move on from there. I do want to remind folks, uh, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other battery at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. Uh, they are the highest quality, number one worldwide technician recommended battery. That's why we stock and sell them. If you need a battery for your vehicle, jump on westautomotivegroup.com, make an appointment, get in. We'll install an interstate for you. If you need a battery for any other need, and let me tell you, they have batteries for everything. Check them out at their storefronts, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar, or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, a battery for every need. Highest quality out there, no question about it. So, talking about service and different things, looks like uh, real quick we have... Uh, uh alan here on the line uh good morning alan how you doing hi guys doing good uh interesting discussion i want to make a comment about gasoline uh i'm down here in the south bay in chula vista and some of the stations converted and called themselves san diego gasoline hmm. and i think one of them for sure was union 76 so gotcha. when they when they converted over they reduced their prices pretty drastically and um one day or one evening the uh, tanker truck driver was in there refilling their tanks. So I stopped in and, and asked him, and he said that that gas that they're getting is a Valero brand uh, gasoline. Gotcha. Level at. So I don't know what Costco is using. Uh, that'd be interesting to find out. Costco and Valero, and uh, a lot of them are about the same. That's what I was thinking too. They're in same uh, AM PM, same idea. Same. I, I think they're about the same. I don't, I don't. I think what they take is the blend that that the uh, uh, um, comes straight from the uh, um, uh, uh, I lost it. Where do they make gasoline at, Kevin? Alaska. I was going to say uh, yeah. I was going to say distillery, but I'm thinking about having a drink tonight. So uh, uh, yes, the refinery. So the refinery makes bulk gasoline like that, right? And then then they add chemicals such as. Uh, Tecron and stuff like that to it by who orders it. So um, I think it's probably a lot of that Costco, AMPM, Valero. It's a lot of the same mix, to be honest with you, if I had to guess. Because I don't think they're, they they request uh, other additives uh, as far as that goes. So uh, I, I would call it the standard gasoline mix is probably what you're getting there. Right. And it all comes, well, like the, the uh, tank farm down in Mission Valley by the, by the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where most of it comes in. It's it's a single pipeline. Everybody gets the same gasoline. And then at the uh, tank farm, they actually add the additives. Correct. And um, back, I don't know, 20 or 30 years ago, 
they just didn't have the technology for uh, injecting that that uh, additive in. Mm-hmm. So it was funny story. One of the guys in the business told me that uh, the, the they used to have a drum available, and that the tank truck driver would add it in with a label ladle as it's going into his uh, truck. That's that that I'm sure that was really really worked out well. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me though. Right. Anyway, now they have automatic injection Correct. As, as the fuel's going in, so it's it's changed quite a bit. It's a very specific amount, kind of mm-hmm. like mixing paint, right? You know, to get the right color, you have you they put in this, they put in that. So it's a very specific formula that they use uh, for doing it. You're right, and they inject it in. So yeah, the the point that I was getting is it's you're right. In most almost all the fuel in San Diego is distributed out of that Mission Valley fuel farm that's right across from where Qualcomm Stadium used to be. Um, and, and they do injected loads, but I do know this, like Costco can't order a load of Chevron fuel with all their chemicals in it. Cause those additive chemicals are specific to Chevron. They've developed them and designed them. That's why it is what it is. So same thing with shell and their additives and so on and so on. So, but, uh, yeah, that's a good point. And so you're basically, uh, most of those are, like you said, I don't think that Valero AMPM or Costco have any specific additives that they request on top of their fuel delivery. Now, I could be wrong. Somebody might call and tell me. But as far as I know, they pretty much are running up kind of the same blend. So the only only thing that can affect the quality of fuel you, fuel you get then is, like Kevin said, the quality of the tanks that they put it in at that station. Right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I would think, though, that they would have um, the in the, in the in the pump dispenser business, they have screens in there to screen out sediment. They do, yeah. But I wonder, I wonder if it doesn't screen out water or prevent water from going through because the water would probably settle to the bottom and the fuel would be on top. So you'd have to draw the fuel off off of the top of the, the float level. Correct. But, so uh, how do you how do you know where the water level is? That that's really a question that. Uh, well, there's not supposed to be any water in fuel. T- <laughs> yeah, that's there's not, not good. supposed to be. So I, I I don't have an answer for you on that. And I think that they control it a lot. And I think, like Kevin said, is the maintenance on those tanks and things like that. If they're getting water in one, then they they're they're going to replace the tank. Because if it's somebody like Chevron or Shell or somebody keep an eye on this stuff, um, because you just don't. I mean, that can mess up a lot of engines. You don't want to be picking up water and sediment. Um, yeah. I don't think. I don't think they're they they micron that fuel down, or do they have water separators that pump that the fuel pumps through on the way to your to the gas pump? I don't think that actually exists. As far as that, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a screening uh, process that it goes through, but but I don't know how small a micron it takes it down to. So if you have a dirty tank and you're sometime some reason it gets stirred up and the sediment's floating up into the fuel and it gets sucked up through there, I think you're probably going to end up with some of that in your tank of your vehicle. Yeah, the the newer tank installations uh, at stations um, are much improved. They use what they call a double wall tank. Correct. And there's a compartment in between, and it's, it, it, they really developed it for leakage in the tanks. So if the tank starts to leak for some reason, then it goes down into this chamber underneath, and they have uh, detectors that can detect leakage. Correct. And and I don't know about all other states, but the state of, the state of California, even all our above-ground tanks that hold bulk oil, like at our service centers, have to be double-walled. You can't have any single-walled tanks. 
So, um, and especially for waste oil, uh, double everything has to be double walled in case the tank leaks. That there's a secondary barrier to, to hold it, prevent it from leaking out, and that's above ground. So, I, I'm sure yes, they're very uh, particular with what they put in ground. Um, and I don't know anybody that has uh, like waste oil tanks like uh, our old shop we were at had one. Remember, and it, yeah. it, they cleaned it and filled it with concrete to get rid of it because um, they j- didn't want to to uh, have to be dealing with that thing. You you don't want you don't want to own an oil tank in the ground in this state. I can guarantee you that, unless unless it's like a fuel tank where you're. And those guys are well regulated, right? Yeah. Hey, I did want to ask you a question. Of, sure. Excuse me about your previous discussion about moisture and motor oil. Uh-huh. Um, in in normal operation of a, of an engine, as the engine heats up, wouldn't wouldn't that uh, kind of boil off the? Uh, in, in other words, the the moisture that's in there would heat up. To the operating engine temperature, and then be sucked out by the uh, the um, evaporative system. You know the recovery system. PCV, yeah, right. Which runs it back through unless it sits for a long time and then it absorbs a lot of moisture. There's just too much moisture in there that it'll destroy the engine before. Well, it, actually, what happens is too much moisture starts to break break down the oil if it sits a lot. So, like a car sits for an extended period of time, not used. And, and it's absorbing moisture. It, it's not so much that the moisture doesn't go away when it gets warm, but it already has started to break down the oil is what happens with it. So along with um, all the other items that are picked up, obviously, you know, combustion process, the acidic level um, from blow-by gases and the metal particles all picked up, you know, during the operation of an engine is what dirty engine oil. So, but yeah, uh, too much moisture causes oil to start to break down. So, but yes, you are right. Once you warm it up, uh, you know, the actual moisture content goes away, but uh, some of the damage to the oil over time with a lot of moisture has been done already. So what's the best uh, solution then for a car that sits quite a bit that doesn't uh, get driven a lot? Change the oil if you run a full synthetic every six months on the vehicle. Are the synthetics better than a regular uh, straight motor yeah, oil? Yeah, they break down less, uh, not as not as uh, quickly and uh, have a longer life form. So, yes. Okay, that's great. Yep. Hey, one, la- one last comment about your discussion about um, electric vehicles. Yep. <clears throat> you ha- I think the way I look at it, you have to look at it like there are a certain number of hoses at every station, and you have to uh, equate that to um, the number of charging stations or cables available to tie cars in. But then the, the other factor is you, it takes you, what, two or three minutes to fill up your tank yeah, at, I was, at a normal gas station? Yeah, I, I was just thinking that when you said that. I was like, it takes a lot longer to charge up an electric vehicle. Yeah, and I mean, pe- people just can't plan their lives around going and shopping at Macy's and plugging into a charging station and having it available for someone else. And certainly at the time, they're just going to shop for three or four hours and then come back and, and pull their car off. Correct. So it's yes. like electric vehicles just are not very practical. It's a it's a decision that's been made by politicians for political reasons. I agree with you. And, and, uh, and well it, I, you know, I there is one place they're practical without question. Convenience. If you live in in a busy city like San Diego and you have a charging station in your house and you drive less than three hundred miles a day then you really never need to charge that car anyplace else. And and that 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 could be convenient. I mean for people. I I we we know, you know, we service there's a one doctor we service his vehicles. He has a Tesla. He's an emergency room doctor and he said 
I love this Tesla for going to work in that. And he says, also, I never have to stop for fuel. I, I come home, I plug the thing in. And, and, and if I get a call in the middle of the night, I never have to worry like, hey, did I fill the car up with fuel? I, I just unplug it and psh, off the emergency room I go, you know, for or whatever he does, you know. Um, it, 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 that makes sense for certain people. But you're right. Um, if you're not going to have a charging station at home and you have to, it's going to become very inconvenient. Um, you know, at some time you're going to be stuck somewhere where you got to charge the vehicle and, and you may, and they may not be any charging stations available when you got to do that if you don't have one at home. So, um, I, I think I, to me, um, that's the only reason, you know, that I could see it useful is if you charged it at home, you drove it every day and then you just charge it back up when you get home and you never have to worry about it. So, right. Uh, And it's kind of a pie in the sky thing to uh, think about, but there has to be an alternative um, storage system, whatever it would be, rather than uh, liquid gasoline or electric batteries as we know it today. Mm -hmm. Like something like that thing in in the movie Back to the Future. Yeah. That that fusion generator. Fusion generator. But they are. You throw your banana peels and everything in there, (laughs) and, and you're getting instant energy, you know. It's like, and, and, you know, by. Old time technology that's possible because we used to think in in terms of uh, cars back in the forties and fifties and what they are now, so it's just gonna be a matter of time, maybe beyond our lifetimes before we have something that practical. Technology will continue to evolve. I fully agree with you on that, Alan, without question, so uh, we'll see what the next uh, thing brings i I'm by no means a uh uh, uh, an innovator as far as it goes. I love fixing things and I fix things that are already made, but I, I'm definitely not in But I think like you that the electric cars aren't the end of the, of, of where we're going. That's for sure. There's going right. to be something else. I agree. Right. Hey, thanks. It's interesting listening to your show. Thanks. I appreciate you joining in. You bring up some good, uh, good uh, questions. So good stuff. Thanks for yep. calling and uh, you have a wonderful, safe weekend. Thank you too, Brian. Take care. Bye. Bye. I just want to reiterate on one thing because when they were talking about the moisture in the tank, uh-huh. that's why like automotive, you know, every all the lines come from the top of the tank, and and the and the tube goes all the way to the bottom of the tank. What are you? Talking we are always draw full fuel from the bottom of the tank because if there, any little moisture gets in that tank, it at least gets sucked. Oh, you in mean the, like in a gas tank in a car? Yeah, yeah, it gets sucked out of the. That way you're burning, but not, but not the actual. There's also a space off the bottom of the tank that that we stay away from because of sediment. Also, I know that, so. but if we're drawing off of it like that all the time, at least we're pulling it out in little mounts rather than it, large because because if it was over time and kept getting moisture in there, you're going to get. I mean, it's going to become more and more water you're talking over about time. A fuel tank, not, yeah, yeah. Well, not engine oil though. Well, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how they regulate their tanks at the, the places. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how they draw off those. So I don't know how they get rid of the moisture in them well i'm guarantee you they don't draw from the top that would be very tough to do you'd have to keep lowering the suction all the time <laughs> yeah but there's reasons people do you know i don't know what the technical side of that is so i don't know i think they're very careful with those tanks getting do as we know dirty no, no, fuel is not that common anymore i so. think they're very careful too that's why i don't know their procedure they for whatever reasons engineers set up things so that it gets the moisture out. i mean they do it for a reason you know what i'm saying yeah i don't yeah i think they control the environment of it for sure Without question. All right, let's uh, grab Carol real quick. Carol's got a got a question. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, guys. I listen to you every Saturday morning. Love your program. Well, thank you. Uh, what I have is a, a strange question, but I have a 1999 Buick Regal. I've had it for 20, 21 years. It's okay. an awesome car. 215,000 miles. However, my gas is costing me about... 
$150 a month or more. I just had 240 because I went up to Big Bear. Um, and I just pop around town normally. So I'm thinking the car wouldn't sell for hardly anything. And if I went to buy another car, let's say a two- or three-year-old car, uh, and looked at car payments, which I've never had, would that offset this $150 minimum a month that I'm paying for gas? Well, that that's that's a good question. And the thing is, the price on cars is up right now because they're harder to get. The price on fuel is up right now. Um, so what I think we need to do is fix this, or lower the fuel cost, and then also let's uh, let's lower the cost of cars back to where they were. But I, I, I don't I don't know how to do that. So <laughs> we're going to deal with what you got going on. Um, Carol, that you have to pencil this out. You you are one hundred percent correct. Some things you do have to add, though. If you're going to uh, get rid of your vehicle and you're going to buy a newer vehicle, which will get better gas mileage, um, you're also your cost of insurance is going to go up for sure. Okay. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, you got to add that in. So, um, you know, each case is different. You know, so it depends on how much you drive. How, how much did you say you're spending a week on fuel right now? Well, I pay uh, per month about a hundred and forty, hundred and fifty dollars, and I just pop around town. I, I don't really go far places. Uh, even if I was going to go real far, like Las Vegas or whatever, I wouldn't even drive my car. I'd probably get a, another way. Uh, I do go up to like Big Bear or Palm Springs, yeah, local areas. But uh, I so, pay this last bill. I tell you what, it's two hundred and forty dollars, and that's only for three weeks. Okay, here, here, here's a thought. So, if you're going to go a distance, you know, just driving around town, you might spend. You don't put a whole lot of miles if if you just stay in town, right? Is what you're telling me? Yeah, but it's costing me one hundred fifty a month. Okay, did that include the Big Bear trip or no? No, the Big Bear trip, that's what I just got that bill, and it's uh, for three weeks, 240 Yeah, yeah. So um, you spend an extra 90 bucks basically going to Big Bear. More or less, yeah. Yeah, got going to Big Bear and back. So it, the other part that you always think about this is, that, I mean, by the time, so $150 a month isn't a whole lot of money, considering the fact that uh, if you go buy, I mean, even... If you're going to buy a car and have payments on, you're going to have a minimum, minimum of probably $400 a month just for the car payment. Then you got the insurance is going to go up uh, probably a couple hundred dollars. Registration. A month more. The registration goes up. And you st- all those things. So right now, you're, I, I realize the fuel bill is kind of uh, gut-riching, but you're probably financially sitting in the best spot you could be versus buying a new car and all that. If that makes sense. Well, I wouldn't buy new. I mean, when I bought this car, it was like two years old. I usually buy a two-years-old car, the two- or three-year-old. So I don't know what cars cost. And I wouldn't mind getting a two-door. I have a four-door, and I only need a little two-door. But I must admit, I'm 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 used to luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand, and and that's an option for sure. But finding a good used car right now is not a great option either. Cars okay. cars are tough to come by, so um, I I would probably sit tight for now till some things come come down to car wise. If you decide you want to do that and it's time to exchange, then uh, um, it's not a bad bad thing to do, you know. But okay, uh, you well, just got to decide. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate your insight on it, and uh, enjoy your program a lot. Thank you so much for listening and calling in, and you have a wonderful, safe weekend. Both of you too. Thank you. Happy Bye-bye. Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. Take care. Bye.
All right, everybody out there, happy Easter to you. We appreciate you all joining us. Uh, uh, they're going to make us get off the line here in just a couple minutes. <gasps> they I don't want to hear us no more? No, <laughs> not today. They don't. I want you to keep the rubber side, rubber side down and shiny side up. Tune in next week. We are talking EVs all week next week. That's what we're going to do. I decided we're going to write a show about that. We've got a bunch of stuff we want to discuss. So uh, make sure and tune in. Thanks for listening to Auto Talk Radio on the answer 1170 San Diego and 96.1 FM. Until next Saturday, everybody be safe. Have a happy Easter weekend. Bye. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Getting your vehicle serviced and repaired is likely the last thing on everyone's list, unless it's an emergency. Hi, it's Brian, the host of Auto Talk Radio and the Auto Man for the CW San Diego and Fox 5 News. I'm also the founder of the West Automotive Group, where our philosophy is never put money ahead of people. Your time is valuable, so we provide free shuttle rides home or to work or a low-cost rental vehicle while your vehicle is being serviced and repaired. We have four convenient San Diego locations to serve you in Escondido, El Cajon, Kearney Mesa, and now Miramar UTC. We only hire ASE certified master technicians to ensure your vehicle is repaired with quality and care. We back every repair with some of the longest nationwide warranties. Experience the West Automotive Group difference where you'll learn what quality service is all about. To become an extended part of our family, stop by today and take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. Whether your personal or fleet vehicle needs service or repair, visit westautomotivegroup.com to book your appointment today. That's westautomotivegroup.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.